This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, hour three, myself, Andy, and Charlie. And if you look out to the west, first day of the year that we actually have a sunset past 5 p.m. It's actually beautiful tonight. Also, and, and I don't know, maybe that's the reason why today on the text line, it seems like every single person that can find something I've done wrong has said so. So, by the way, thank you all for pointing out all of my mistakes. I greatly appreciate it. Somebody <laughs> really? said that I made a big mistake when I talked about public service running the bus from Boulder to Denver. Now, that's not totally correct because, yes, they did, in fact, run a bus from Boulder to Denver. And I remember it distinctly when I was a kid. There was also a family, the James family, that also had a bus service. And I don't know all of the details as to what RTD and acquiring all of the different things that went on when it came to acquiring all the different bus systems that were going on. But RTD uh, did buy out different companies back in that time. They included uh, acquisitions from Evergreen Transit, Longmont Mini, the Inglewood Littleton Fort Logan Service, Public Service, Northern Suburban Service, and some other privately owned Denver uh, the, and the privately owned Denver Boulder Bus Company, which I think is the one that is being corrected on my end that the James owned. So, again, if I made a mistake, I apologize. I will tell all of you listening, you all think being a talk show host is really easy. And all you do is sit here and rattle all this stuff off the top of your head and that I can read and talk and do all these lookups all at the same time. And I was simply having a good conversation with Bob from Thornton when we started talking about the bus companies. I by no means meant to offend anybody that owned one of the bus companies all the way back in 1974, which most people listening weren't even around then. But thank you all for correcting me when I make mistakes. I greatly appreciate it. Why, why do you want to be so offensive? That's what I want to know. I don't know, Andy. Uh, today is one of those days where um, no, no matter what I say, it doesn't seem to be right today. It's just one of those days. Okay. Luckily, I have thick skin, and it doesn't bother me. But you can all keep throwing those darts. I'll just be the dartboard. Not a problem. All right. Now, tipping. But, but, let's move but on. getting to offensiveness, I want to talk tipping. Yeah, Go let's ahead. talk tipping, because okay. this one can get really offensive depending upon who you are and what's going on. So there's been lots of articles of late. And I've read through these, and I can see why, because the whole tipping thing, in my opinion, has gotten out of hand. And what do I mean by that? Not when you go to a nice restaurant, or any restaurant, by the way, where they're serving you. I personally have no issues giving somebody a tip that has, quote-unquote, given me that proper service, Andy. And even if they give me poor service, I'll probably reduce the tip. I'm I'm not one of those where I'll, I'll give a zero tip if you give bad service. I just don't come back. I'm that person. So if you give me poor service or you give me that attitude of, hey, 
you should be tipping me no matter what. I'm liable to not come back to that place of business again, Andy, because, yes, I'll still tip begrudgingly. I'll tip, but I just won't come back. But I have no problem giving a tip for proper service. Of in, course. In those arenas. Absolutely. Well, so, and, and, John, you're a pretty strong tipper. I am. As you know, I Definitely. am, too. I love tipping. I, I want really to reward do. somebody for doing a good job. Yeah, but nowadays people want you to tip them when for a, like, five-second encounter at a counter. Okay, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, I, let's say, let's say okay, my car. Really, really quick, let's explain that the five second encounter. Okay, I, go you, ahead. Like I said a moment ago, you're buying something. In this case, I don't know, a bagel, a donut, whatever the case may be. I bought donuts the other day, which I don't ever buy donuts, but I bought them for my wife. I didn't eat any, but I bought donuts. Well, that's sinful. She likes a good donut occasionally. So, <laughs> okay. at any rate, and she can do it. I can't. But anyways, so one, that's this is a great example because I'm at the place, I've got everything done. I've got him in the box, and the guy spins it around. Keep in mind, all he did was literally, they're in the rack next to him. He's grabbing them with the tangs and putting them in the box and handing it to me, and then he gives me the bill. And I'm thinking, okay. And, of course, it's the screen where when they flip it, which we'll talk about that in a moment because that's a whole new way of getting more tips, by the way. But he spins the screen and immediately pops up 10, 15, 20, 25% or other. And I want to just go zero because I'm like, you didn't do anything. You took them from the rack, put them in the box. You're the register person anyways. You didn't service me. This should have been included in the price of the donut. Why now am I expected to tip? That's where I have a problem. Am I on track or not? Oh, you're on track. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not the only one in America that feels that way because a lot of people from both sides of the aisle are starting to feel that exact same way. I think they are too. I think they are too. And here's the thing, folks, we love to tip. When you tip, you are rewarding service. That's what you're doing. When somebody has done nothing but hand you the product that you went there to buy, that's not service. Okay. But if you are being waited on at a table, that means they're coming back and forth. They're checking on you. They're making sure, you know, they're also talking to the, to the kitchen on your behalf. Hey, why is it taking so long getting this order? Right. You know, they're, they're going through the whole thing. Their job is well, hard. And they're watching, you know, on top of that, as you know, Andy, I've never been a server. Watching but, your drink. But they're and, watching your drink. And where are you at with your meal? And have you taken longer with maybe your appetizer? And should we wait a little bit to bring the main course out? And if they're doing all that correctly, they're trying to time that right and so on and, and so all, forth. And right? they're also, yes, and they're also adding a lot of personality. Hopefully. And just making it a fun, better experience for you. They're doing all these things, and you want to reward them, and you tip them, and you tip them well. Right. That's great. But if you didn't do anything, yeah, the, and you flip the screen. Yeah, the, the, and this, is, this has become a new thing, and it was by design. The company Square, which a lot of you are familiar with, they're the ones that have designed a lot of these your point of sales for small businesses where you would normally have to have a separate card reader and all this different this different stuff. Square came out with this tablet screen, right. which is literally what it is, giving the ability to, which initially was designed to flip it to sign. Now, with the advent of chipped cards and so on, signatures in a lot of cases under a certain amount are no longer required. So right. it's no longer because they want your signature. They're now being flipped for the tip. Little, little yeah, phrase yeah, there, I got it, I being got flipped it. for it the rhymes. tip. Yeah, um, and I'm not exaggerating because that's literally now in a lot of cases what these people are doing. And I guess to their credit, some of these places are upping their intake of revenue because people, in fact, are feeling guilty 
obligated, I guess you could say, to tip because that person's staring them right in the eye when they're choosing what they're doing. Can I give you an example? Go ahead. Okay, as you know, I go to the movies every week because I, right. you know. You do the reviews on Friday. I review movies That's here. That's right. And I order, I go to a, a theater where you actually can order dinner. And I do. And I order dinner every week there. And when the person brings the food to me in the theater, I give them a nice tip. Why? Well, that's a long trip. And they're having to go over people's legs and around kids and so forth and bring me, you know, I, so I hook them up. But sometimes there are two different places where you can order there. And I'm, this has a point to it. Okay. Ordinarily, you order right at the concession stand and then, you you know, you go and they bring your food to you. Sometimes you get called over to the bar by the bartender because, you know, the line is too long. Right. At the bar, they flip the thing for a tip. Okay. All I'm doing is placing the order here. Right. Why are you tipping them? They're not going to deliver anything to you. Right. Am I'm I not, right? Exactly. They're not going to deliver anything to me. Okay. If they do, I'll tip them. Yeah, that, okay. To me, that's a zero. So... Well, and for me, it is a zero, which is weird for them because everybody there knows I tip. But it's just like, hey, I'm not going to tip twice for this meal. Do you see what I'm saying? Somebody also just told me that most of the websites are also driven by that company Square, which I did not know. Thank you for that. I, I just learned that. I didn't know that. Uh, and Charlie just asked in my ear, do they have a no tip option? Some do. Some don't. Have you noticed that as well, Andy? Some will say no tip. Most are, it's either starts at 10, 10, um, 15, 20, et cetera. Uh, most of those that I've encountered say no tip. So you've had some no tips. That most, you can have that as an option. Most of the ones I have don't. One last thing before we go to John here. There are those places now where they, where they okay, um, shall you go, go ahead after break? No, go ahead before break. Okay, really quick. There are the places now where it asks you for your tip and it also gives you a different response for the tip. If it even says 10% and it's got like a frowny oh, face. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. You know, 15% yes, yes, medium, uh, 20% happy face, 25% celebratory. And it's just like, whoa. So you're like guilt tripping me into. Yes, into getting that smiley face. Like you guys are going to <laughs> like me more. That's exactly right, Andy. John, hang tight. We'll come right back. Great, great uh, conversation, by the way. And if you want to join in on this, feel free to do so. Tipping, what do you do? What's your standard? 303-477-5600. Flesh Law. Now, you don't have to tip your attorney. You typically just want them to re represent you well if, in fact, you have to go to court, Andy. Right. That's the whole issue and the whole reason why you would have Flesh Law. 303-806-8886. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. 
Genesis 1-3 Electric. If you've had any kind of an electrical problem during this last storm, please give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electric owner Dustin Fulton follows his faith in how he runs his business. Dustin's brother was a master electrician who taught Dustin the ropes. Then when his brother left for law school and took his certifications with him, Dustin wanted to continue his dream. He got his master electrician certification and the rest is history. Now as owner of Genesis 1-3 Electric, Dustin has made biblical values central to his philosophy with several of his kids working for him. Dustin relishes every opportunity to teach all his employees Christ-like values and the importance of taking care of others, which has allowed them to help their clients in ways that other contractors lack. Excellence and integrity are two of Genesis's core drivers that Dustin dutifully passes down to his kids and employees alike, and it's been that way since they started. For the highest quality electrical services, reach out to Genesis 13 Electric at klzradio.com slash light. And let there be light. All right, Alan Davis, Level Engineering. Find out if solar is a good fit for you, especially those of you with businesses. Call Alan today. Find him at klzradio.com. Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend, that they don't have your best interests at heart. Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, they install a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can. But Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no obligation consultation. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Marianne with Brightview Landscaping Services said, I would just like to say that we really enjoy working with BES. If I need a toner, I just make a call and they send it out right away. If we have any issues with our equipment, which we rarely do, they come out right away and our copier that we lease works very well. I would highly recommend this company to any business that's interested in having great customer service and equipment that works great. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Putting reason into your afternoon drive, this is John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. John and Cheyenne, you're up, sir. Go ahead. I I hate calling twice, but this is one of the ones that... Chaps my behind. So that's why I always have cash in my pocket, and I have an ironclad rule. If it's under $20, I'm handing them cash. Just because then I don't have to deal with the spin around and say no. Prime example, there's this donut shop I go to once every other week when i got to indulge in my donut fix. Andy, you understand, right? Oh, yes. I'm an addict, and what I, I and what I get is usually two fifty. I hand her whatever. If I got three bucks, I hand her the three bucks. I walk out. If it's five bucks, 
She hands me my change. I throw the 50 cents in the tip jar, whatever. Okay. That's my choice. Okay, real quick, but, though. I'm going to stop you for a second. You haven't experienced this yeah. yet in Cheyenne, but you will. There are a lot of places here in town you can no longer use cash. Okay, they, no, we have not experienced that. The day you tell me you don't take cash, I'm not coming to your business anymore. Well, and in some cases, so, that's great until you go to a ball game, a concert, anything along those right, lines. So, None of them take cash. Now, by the way, right, for, ever, for all of you listening, I don't think this is a conspiracy. Unfortunately, I think it's because the employer doesn't trust the employee because lots of cash can go missing. Yep. So it's more a situation of this is where the employer makes sure everybody's honest. No, and I'm going to throw something else out there. I'm going to say anybody under 40. Because I'll, I'll use my daughter. She's gonna. She's thirty-seven. She never has cash in her pocket. Neither does her husband. Oh, that's, right? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, fully agree with you. So it's a, probably a combination of that generation, not the millennials that don't carry cash at all, and not entrusting the employees. But I, I saw that last was the last year or two years ago at Coors Field. I went and got you know a hot dog and a beer. And I handed the girl a 20, and she goes, oh, we don't take cash. Yep, there but you go. sure enough, they spun that tablet around, and there was a tip thing. And I'm like, I'm at the ballpark. You, you, you drew a beer out of the tap, and you grabbed a hot dog, which was already pre-wrapped and everything, and you're charging me. You want me to tip you for that? Is that something you would tip for, John? It depends. It depends on the person. It depends on how nice they've been. You know, for me, yeah. there's a lot of factors that go into that. And sometimes yes, sometimes no. If they're really nice and you can just see, hey, they're friendly. Hey, some of them, for example, John, hey, how's the game? Are you enjoying yourself? You know, what can I get you? Blah, blah, blah. You know, they're super, super right. nice. Yeah, I'll tip them. If it's a, what can I get you? Uh, no, it's a zero tip. No. Well, yeah, my father taught me that years ago. Like, I remember back in the day when you'd go to the ballpark, they'd walk, the ushers would walk you to your seat and wipe the seat off before you sat down, which they don't do anymore. And my father said, you give the guy a couple of bucks for doing that. He's trying to make some money here. I don't know. Have you ever, do they do that at uh, Mile High? No. No. Do they want, no. No, no not at all. That, and, and when I was a kid going to Shea Stadium, Yankee Stadium, even if you were in the semi-cheap seats, the ushers checked your ticket, walked you to your seat, showed you your seat, and wiped it off. By the way, you'll, you'll I mean, appreciate this too, John. My wife said the non-cash thing actually started at airlines. Yes, it did. It most certainly did. My wife could tell, if she was here, she'd tell you a story about a woman who had almost a meltdown because she couldn't feed her kid because all she had was cash. There you go. And no, And nobody on the plane would charge it and take her cash. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, no, the other thing is, though, and it gets me nuts, is the person who is getting a newspaper and a pack of gum at the airport and they have to run their card or tap their card. Do you not have a few bucks in your pocket? So, I just, in some I, cases, I, John, no, they don't. That, exactly. But here's the other thing I don't like is that what you were saying is now you're seeing a lot more uh, restaurants where they have the iPad and they bring that to the table when you ask for your check mm -hmm. and they swipe your card or tap your card right there and then it gives you the tip option. Right. And and she's standing there, look or he, I, I the last time this happened it was a she, 
but they're standing there looking at you while you're finishing it. Yeah, and now I have differences of opinions on that. A, I don't, I've gotten the point anymore where if I don't have to give my card over to somebody, I would prefer that. Now, what I typically do is, you know, and it depends on the the waiter waitress. Most of them, the ones Mm -hmm. I've encountered anyways, John, they'll typically look away. They may stand there and some of them will even apologize that, you know, here, you know, here it is. This is the new way of doing it, blah, blah, blah. Now, other parts of the world, by the way, it's been standard that way for now many years, which we are so far behind as a country in giving somebody your card Mm -hmm. and having them bring it back, which every time that happens, I, because I'll be honest with you, John, the majority of card theft, I believe, comes from you handing that card to someone. They go away somewhere else it comes back to you five minutes later you have no idea what just happened to your card unless you've got the right alerts on your card that's right all right the only other thing i got a question for you so you're parking at one of the parking lots at dia and the guy drives the bus what do you give him well four or five bucks yeah i usually especially if he helps me with the luggage john five bucks yeah oh yeah if, yeah. If if I I, now, if I'm carry on, on and I've got no luggage and I'm just on and off, couple bucks. Yeah, same, same here. So I'm, I'm, I'm I, yeah, that's kind of my. Okay, last question. What do you do for valets? Oh. This is always a big topic among people. What do you do for a valet? Depends on how nice your car is and if you don't want a Ferris Bueller. Ah, <laughs> good answer. No, that's one, true. One good answer. Thing, one other thing I've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed this in hotels now. The maid leaves a little. This room's been prepared by. Yes. And it's an envelope. Right. Okay, so what there's a question. Do you, for all of you listening, do you normally tip when you do a hotel stay? When you do a hotel stay, do you tip the maid or not? My wife says a buck a person per night. Yeah, so I got two people in a room, and you're there two nights. Yeah, I'm. Bucks. I I'm a little more generous. I'm typically a five dollar a night guy for the maid, because I, I just oh. know how. Now, I will say this. If you do mm-hmm. that, typically the maid will give you different things and add different things to your room, and they are very nice to you as soon as they show up the next day because they know they had five bucks yep. yesterday. If if they're doing daily maid service, right. which is not as popular anymore. But the other thing, my wife tells me this, when they get in the shuttle vans at the airport to take them to the hotels when they're working, it's a buck ahead. Each uh, crew member gives in a buck to tip the driver. So that driver, yeah. if it's a seven, if it's a triple seven, three eight hundred, that's eleven flight attendants and three pilots to Europe. He he did okay for yeah. something that he's already getting paid for fourteen bucks. Okay, get really you know. quick while I got you on the phone, Andy. You can chime yeah. in as well. What are something that if it no matter what. And it's asked, you're just not tipping. Give, give me an example of something you're just not going to tip for, period. Uh, going into, uh, we got a couple of places here. Getting a, Going into a pizza place and ordering a slice of pizza because we got to, you know, and the guy puts the slice on a paper plate and hands it to me. Yeah, no tip there. The other, the other one that got me nuts, um, I like to use Papa Murphy's because of where I live. Mm-hmm. If I order a pizza from anywhere else, it's cold. When I get home, i got to put it back in the oven end. But you, anyway, might as well cook it. Their app now has a tipping right there. Hmm. What are you tipping the guy at Papa Murphy's for? Uh, that's a great question. Can't argue that one either. Now, now he, in the old days, if you, if you called and ordered a pizza from whatever, Domino's, Papa Mur- you know, Papa John's, you tipped the driver when he delivered it if you had it delivered. 
definitely, because those guys work on tips. But you're picking it up, and he wants a tip, and the app, it, it it's right there on the app. So. I'm sorry, John. This is just one of those things. No, this is a good – that's why I wanted to do it. I knew this would be a good topic. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, the other thing – so there's certain things that you tip for going back. I mean, you don't drink, but if you're sitting at a bar, it always was every – if you're having, say, three beers, you could either wait until the end and pay a tab, or if you were paying as you go, you gave the bartender a buck or two bucks every time you got one because that was just – a thing, you know what I mean? Right. So if my wife and I were having a, a, a cocktail while waiting for a table for a set, you know, look at the check. It's $17 for the two drinks. Yes, drinks are that expensive now. You know, you throw 20 on the bar. You tell the guy to keep it. Mm. Thank you. He's happy. You're happy. You know, that's different. That's a service industry where, oh, I got a question for Andy. Your favorite restaurant, yeah. um, Texas Roadhouse. If you order takeout, do you tip the takeout? You know, I've never ordered takeout but from Texas Roadhouse. Oh, gee, you know what? I'd probably throw them a few bucks, and I'm probably pretty stupid yeah, for doing that. Would it be 20% or just a couple of bucks? Just a few bucks, probably a five. Uh, okay. You know. Yeah. But okay. no, no, not 20%. To somebody who's just working the counter and I'm taking it away? No, because they're not going to be taking care of me at my seat. Now, if they're taking care of me in my seat, I'm actually one of those 30% types. I really like to hook them up, but that's because it's a special time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be there a while, and, you know, they're being nice and all that. But, no, you're just handing me the food across the counter? Uh, A couple bucks, that's it. Yeah, I throw it in the jar. Okay, before you leave, one texture said, what about places that automatically add the tip? No, we hadn't covered that yet. What do you guys think on that one? I don't like it. I don't either. What do you think, John? Depends on how much it is. I just don't um, like it, period. Add, I mean, why are you dictating my tip? I've had said this. They added, I was at a place that added an 18% tip, and I paid the waitress, and she came back, and I crossed a line through it and just paid. And she goes, and she looked at me. I said, well, you're, you got, your boss says you deserve an 18% tip, so that's what I gave you. It's right there on the bill. Oh, she was pissed. <laughs> ah. Good answer. He said that, to me, that's a mistake that those guys are making when they do that because they're they're limiting what you're going to do at that point. What's your baseline? Me, 20. You start at 20. Yeah, I start at 20 depending. I go up and down from 20 depending upon how good the okay. service was. I do too. And I also, if I'm under 20%, I tell them. Because I was in that industry in high school. I wait, mm-hmm. I bust tables. And I busted my butt to make extra tips. And I tell him, I said, your service wasn't worth 20%. You need to improve on it. I had one waiter yell at me for that. He was a college kid. I was like, okay, whatever. Okay, your so okay. entitled kid. All right, now, okay, that's a great break. I got to take a break. John, I'm going to let you go. Stay listening because he just hit on something, Andy, that I've seen videos of that he segued that perfectly for us. So we'll okay. come back and get into that in a moment. Affordable interest mortgages next. Give Kurt a call. Now, you don't, have to, you don't tip Kurt, your mortgage broker. You don't? Uh, uh, no, it's kind of... So inclu- he doesn't flip the screen. It's included in the process. Okay. So yeah, there's no flipping of the screen with Kurt. 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments. Pay off your debt 
and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. High Five Plumbing, and uh, they actually are going to have an open house at their new place, and uh, you can check things out on klzradio.com. I'll make sure that folks, you know, our folks get that put up there. They've got a great open house coming up here in just a few weeks for their new location. If you need them for anything, though, in the meantime, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Freezing temps are on their way, and High Five Plumbing wants to make sure that your pipes are prepared for it. If you have faucets on outside walls that are prone to freezing, open the cabinets where possible and make sure your home stays warm enough to keep them working properly. Leave water dripping when you can to keep it flowing through the pipes, especially on exterior walls. If you think you might have a freezing problem, call High Five now before it freezes or you run the risk of water freezing solid, blocking High Five plumbers from helping you until it thaws out completely. If you've had family visiting, they've undoubtedly pointed out all of the loose fixtures, drippy faucets, and fixes you've been putting off. And one call to High Five can fix them all. So reach out to High Five Plumbing today to make your home winter ready by going to klzradio.com slash plumbing. Premier Home Remodels, if you've thought of doing a remodel project but you really have no idea where to start, how the process works, what you would even do, Premier can help you through that entire process. Call them today. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels designs your basement to fit your family's lifestyle and needs. So-called basement flippers will limit your options, cut corners, and rush your project. But Premier takes the time to create a space that is functional and unique, meeting all your expectations. Premier values and protects you as the homeowner by making sure every code is met and that the proper permit is pulled, along with a one-year warranty on labor. Your home is your most valuable asset, and Premier guarantees that your entire project from design to completion is done accurately and effectively. Because Premier wants you to be able to grow with your home, they make sure to pre-plan every aspect of your basement remodel, working with you and having your best interest in mind. Choose the right company for your ideal basement. Premier Home Remodels. Go to klzradio.com remodel. That's klzradio.com remodel. Were you shocked like I was to find out that the radical left has been targeting elementary age kids with their ideology for decades? They have been sowing gender confusion, communist thought, and their woke agenda with amazing success. Finally, there's something you can do. Join the counteroffensive. Everything counts. Hi, my name is Tom Lozano, and I'm the director of a children's ministry designed to bring God's truth to kids with fun and laughter. For 30 years, I've been entertaining kids and sharing the gospel with puppets and object lessons designed to build faith in a biblical worldview. How can you help? Help us reach the next generation. You may want to be part of our team. 
We're looking for Christians who have a desire to reach kids for Jesus. We have needs for upfront presenters, as well as boots-on-the-ground workers and prayer warriors. And don't forget the marketers and admin people. Go to our link on klzradio.com children to learn more. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we're back. Myself, Andy, and Charlie. And one thing, too, we'll get into before we end this segment is who makes the best tippers. Andy, well, I'll let you okay. cover that one, too. But I'm going to dovetail this into that as well because there's been some videos out there, and there's more and more of these all the time, to where, depending upon the service and what you're having done, for example, Uber Eats DoorDash, where they're bringing you the food, or the grocery store, where they may be delivering your groceries to you. And sometimes it's a yeah. service that actually does that, not the store itself. So there's some there's some video out there to where there are now, I'm not going to say what side of the aisle they're from, but I have my gut feeling where it's from, whereby they will actually take the order, go to the home it's supposed to be delivered at, but then demand they give a larger tip or they will take your order back, Andy. Serious? I am not joking. I've never Char- heard of Charlie, that. have you seen some? Yes, Charlie has seen these videos as well. So they will take your food order. And let's say that they've already got the food order. It's a $30 order, and maybe you only tipped 3 bucks, 10%. Okay. They, they go ahead and grab the order from wherever. They go to your home. They walk up to the door and say, and they know your name, Andy, I've got your order. And oh, by the way, you only gave me 3 bucks. Guess what? Either it's 6 bucks. Or I'm not giving you this food. John, as you know, I worked in casinos for many years, Uh which are run on tips. Okay. If any employee ever did anything even remotely like that, they'd be fired on the spot. Well, but these are their own contractors, remember, so who's going to fire them? You would end their contract. You well, this is you'd have to go to Uber Eats to get that handled, I guess, because that's who they're working for at this point. Uh, yeah, I th- thank you, Charlie. Yes, I would call that theft where you've actually paid for the order, they've delivered it, but then they refuse to actually give you, you hol- said order. They're holding you hostage. John, you're holding their product hostage. I agree with you. You can't do that. I agree with you. I'm just telling you that's what's happening. Well, then the customer should should complain and say, this is what was done with me. And if they get even just a few of those complaints, they're going to... And by the way, here's the big thing. Keep in mind, John, when that customer complains... Uh, that company knows exactly what person brought it to you. True. Good. No, it's all. It's all. There's so all records of Uber that. So Uber Eats you're, you're or right. whatever no, no, could very of that. could very easily just fire that person. Well, but we go ahead. Yeah, Charlie says he's seen videos and so have I where they just throw it on the ground and stomp on it. It's it's getting wild. I'm not exaggerating. You guys can go look this up. Those of you that are thinking, oh, no, John's just telling stories. No, no, Charlie's even verifying this because he has seen the same ones I have. Now, right. are these all an act? Did this really happen? No, I think, Andy, I because think it's real. there are certain people on a certain side of the aisle that if they don't feel you're giving them what they're quote-unquote entitled to. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. They're going to retaliate. Are more, these are more people on the left. I would agree with you. Yeah, I'll just say it. I would agree with you. Not only are they very entitled, can we go to my topic? Go ahead. Okay. Who tips best? Now, remember, I was at the casinos. Right. And I could people who were playing, you know, who were uh, slot attendants, who were going around to the various machines, the bartenders, the waitresses, and everybody who worked on tips, I could see their eyes light up when certain types 
of people came in. And this is very important because in America, supposedly the most evil, terrible, uncaring, selfish individual of all is the white man. Supposedly. White men overwhelmingly tip the highest. It's not close. I mean, it is off the charts different from every other demographic. When, when a group of white men come in, people are thinking, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. They are, white men, on average, are walking piggy banks. And it doesn't matter if you are um, going into a casino or if you are working at a Perkins or if you are an Uber driver or if you are whatever. We tip way higher Agree. than virtually every other group. Now, Agree. The, the bad tippers on average, I'm just, can I be honest yes. here or is this too no, controversial? Be no, no, be honest. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, the worst tipping groups are, one group is Christians. Mm-hmm. Churchgoers. Yep. Next. Especially when they've come after service. <clears throat> right. Uh, a group that tips even lower, and I'm going to, I'm sorry, black people okay. tip almost not at all. The worst tippers are people from India and the Middle East. Huh. They are the I worst tippers imaginable. I, now, by the way, <laughs> there are huge exceptions to this. Sure. Okay. Sure, as always. Yes, of course. Um, but on average, that's where, and if you talk. That's the hierarchy is what you're saying. Yeah, uh, in terms of demographic. If you talk uh, more Hispanic and Asian, uh, they, they're, they're right in the middle. They're pretty decent. But the second you hit the white people, you know, those people who are all racist and all hate everybody in America. Look, I'm just being honest here. White people are basically ATMs. They just fire money at people. Uh, white people Unless tip, you're a Christian. Um, yeah, and you know what? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. And here's another thing. You know, as I, I also manage movie theaters uh -huh. for a while, the Christians also sneak in food more than anybody. Because they're cheap. They're cheap. <laughs> Sorry, okay? did I say that? And they basically, did I say that, Yeah, Andy? because they basically... Well, here are the groups who, who sneak in the food the most. Okay. Okay. Uh, Christian families who okay. are bringing their kids to a kid movie. Okay. And here we go again. I'm sorry, black families. Okay. Uh, sneak in a lot of food. Okay. Now, is this universal? Absolutely not. Okay. I'm just being. No, but you're, you know, if you're you, just giving your experiences. But if you see some couple coming in, you know, uh, you know, and let's just face it. It's like let's say I don't know. She's Asian. He's white. Whatever. They're not sneaking anything. No in. in fact, they're, they're going buy. right to the yeah, they're, they're going, going the right to the concession stand and, stand and they're paying full. Makes sense. It is a demographic thing. It is a cultural thing. I can't explain why. Okay, so but this, I oh, I this only make this point because the most hated group is by far and away the most generous group, you're, you're, and I just think people should know that. You're giving me a topic for one of the future. Okay, go National ahead. National Crawford Roundtables, which is why are Christians so cheap? Not all. That's not a blanket statement, but a large portion are. Why, Andy? I believe because they believe they're tithing, and they are already, so they feel I am already living on less than you are, because you're not tithing and I am, therefore I should not have to give as much. Okay. Don't know that I can disagree with that. That's what I think it is. I don't think I can argue with you on that one. Yeah, and it's really sad. It's It's just... You know, as and, and I would often ask people, what would Jesus tip? Do oh. unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. What if you were the waiter? What yeah. if you were the waitress? What if you, you know, how would Jesus also treat that kid working the counter at Taco Bell? Forget about tips for a moment. Mm -hmm. 
what kind of a customer would Jesus be? No, that's a good question. No, that, you bring some great Jesus points Jesus wouldn't be stupid because he's very smart. He wouldn't be throwing, you know, 100% tips and this kind of stuff. You know what I mean. It'd be reasonable. But I do believe Jesus would be a fairly generous uh, tipper. No, I agree with you on that. I, I, I can't. I can't argue with you on that one. I think you're 100 percent correct. And I again, I don't know all of the psyche. You could be very correct on that end of things. Although I will tell you, as a business owner and somebody that has dealt in that world with yes. all sorts of different people, not on the tipping end, but just people taking care of their cars, their property, and so on, I I will tell you that it never failed. Yeah. I'm sorry I have to say this, but you are honest, I will be as well. It got to the point with me in my automotive stores fixing people's cars that if you were from my church, don't drop your car off. How come? Because they all wanted some swinging great deal and didn't want to pay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to take advantage of you because you're a brother in Christ. De- yes, they automatically wanted the deal. Give me the brother deal. Uh-huh. You don't understand. I still have to pay my workers just as much. Correct. My overhead is exactly Correct. the same. Correct. You should be the last one to want you, me you, to give you, you the brother deal. You should be wanting to pay full price to help me out as a fellow brother. And by the way, John, I was just want you to know, my wife and I have never asked for the brother deal. I never have either, Andy. In my entire life as, as being somebody on that side of the aisle, I've never gone into any other fellow Christian's business asking for a deal. No. I just go in there and spend. I, you, you, know, you, tra- you take care of me. And guess what? I will take care of you in the form of pavement, in form of payment. It's that simple. Right. This is a, you know, and I guess maybe because Andy being on the business side all these years, to your point, knowing what overhead is and how much it costs and so on, you know, if you want to give me a deal, great. Am I going to take it? Probably, depending upon what it is, but I'm not going to go in and ask for it, Andy. Okay. Looking away from tips back at church groups, uh, when I was running theaters, a church group would come in okay. because they were coming in for a certain movie. To watch a movie, right? After the movie, okay. I would find all kinds of homemade bags with homemade popcorn, uh, cans of pop. By the way, they litter it all over the place. They don't even throw their own stuff away. And as you know, 90%, 80%, whatever you know, week that movie is in, that goes right to the movie companies. It doesn't even go to the theater. The, the ticket price isn't even keeping the lights on. They make their money on concessions. You know that. Why? Because you've talked to me. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it depends on the, how big the movie is and what week it's in. If it's a huge movie, you know, um, the movie theater company is getting 90 to 100% of the ticket price right up front. The theater is getting next to nothing. Um, then, so these people would come in, and it'd be a huge church group, and you go in there, and your sales per person, and by the way, as a... Uh, manager, you are judged by the company on your sales per. Right. Okay? Right. It craters sure. when the church groups come sure. in. Sure. Well, here's an example. Okay. And this isn't necessarily at a particular group of people like Christians, but my son was a roadie at Texas Roadhouse, and they hated when they had to open for Friday lunch or at 3 o'clock for lunch because the elderly and the boomers would never tip, oh, or yeah. they'd tip $2, and they'd be mean and a pain in the rear the whole time. One boomer who would make the girls cry, brought in a cowbell every time he came in and would ring it whenever he needed something. Finally, my son, when he was a manager, took the bell, threw it across the restaurant one afternoon, and kicked that table out and told them they weren't welcome any longer. Corporate took the side of my son and the restaurant after that person called corporate in Kentucky. By the way, good for them. Good for them. That's wonderful. they should have thrown them out of the restaurant from day one, by the way. Right. That's nonsense, 
It just that's that shouldn't be that shouldn't be put up with, Andy, by any stretch of the imagination. And by the way, you just brought up another demographic. The elderly are horrendous tippers. Why is that, Andy? Because they're on fixed income, or, yeah. or they just have this entitlement? The value that, you know, of a dollar. You ex- the value you know, of a dollar. Well, and and they've served all these. You know, they've lived all these years on this planet, and they just deserve it. Can I give an exception? Sure. My dad. Oh, okay. My dad is ninety. Okay. My dad tips like I do. He taught me to tip. So you know, he doesn't care. He's going to throw money at you. My sister, who is three years older than me. So she's 63, is a huge tipper. Good to know. Yeah. But, you know, uh, but the elderly in general, anytime, yeah, a lot of times workers didn't want to work in the mornings because elderly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never thought Although of that. Although it's not entirely true up at the casinos really quick. I know we, we're running out of time. But up at the casinos, the elderly who come up during the day are actually pretty good tippers because you are like their family. Oh, yeah. Sure. And they get to know this waitress, sure, sure, that sure. waiter, this this dealer, whatever. Yep. yep. And oh, they and, go and, up ready. And, you, know. you know, my wife and I are that way. If we get to know somebody at a particular oh, yeah. restaurant and even go sit at their table on purpose and you get this friendship going, yeah, your tips for that individual are going to be higher than they traditionally would be, right? Yeah. And by the way, once again, things are not, a, you know, an exact thing. Uh, one of the greatest tipping couples ever up at the casino where I was at, and that was Mardi Gras, was a black couple. Huh. And they were magnificent. And they were also just incredibly friendly and fun. So, you know, folks, it's not an absolute, but various subcultures, it's overwhelming. All right. Let's uh, do we have. Oh, producer Ann, we we got three or four minutes. Go ahead, Ann. We got a couple of minutes. Go for it. Hi, John. I just thought I would chime in today with everybody complaining at you and (laughs) voicing their concerns. So I'm going to voice my concern I have about you in front of everybody. Let's do it. So, all right, so I want you to stop apologizing for Health and Wellness Wednesday for that hour. Because I, I love that hour. To I like that Sinclair, hour. Well, you apologize a lot for it, and I don't want you to do that anymore. Okay. Because David Sinclair, who is an epigenetic researcher at Harvard, I heard him in a recent podcast. He said, the economy is driven by people who are healthy and are dragged down by those who are not healthy. Good point. Because 80 to 90% of our health problems come from things that can be prevented. Good point. By taking care of yourself and eating right and exercising and doing all those good things, we could flip our economy around. Mm, good point. You know what? You're in, and those that aren't healthy, as you know, it's just a huge drag on the economy in general. So, yeah, you're, no, you're correct in that. I, I, okay, I stand corrected. I will stop doing that. Okay, thanks. You're very welcome, man. No, I I will. I will stop doing that. And I know I have a tendency because I know that it's not an hour for everyone. Although, Andy, I like it. Charlie likes it. You like it. I do like it. I have, yeah. I've even, you know, hosted it a couple times while you were gone. I really enjoyed it. It was fun talking about what things are going to be best for your life going through the rest of your week. So, in. We have a couple minutes. I'll finish up this way. Sure. And yes, today's been one of those days where it seems like everybody that doesn't like something about the show has said so, which is fine. <laughs> really? I'll, I'll take that. I think, though, what you all tend to forget is, while you are a listener, and I love you and appreciate you dearly, you're not the only listener. We have a vast array of listeners with all sorts of difference wants and needs and interests and so on, and we try to make this show as well-rounded as we possibly can so that as many people out there will listen. And by the way, that's how we help our sponsors who make this happen daily, because without them, we don't exist. So I try to get as much as we can entertainment-wise and factual-wise out to each and every one of you. Am I perfect? No. Do I make mistakes? 
daily. Just ask my wife. I mean, yes, I make mistakes all the time, Andy, but I also will say this. There's a reason why this show is called Rush to Reason, because I'm the host, and I decide each day what we're going to talk about and the topics that we're going to bring in. A lot of times, Andy and I will collaborate on things, but really, at the end of the day, I'm the one putting together what we do each and every day based upon what may be going on in the world today. For example, the Iowa caucus, and this is the day after, and so on and so forth. So while some of you may not like exactly how I do this each and every day, and I'm not trying to be egotistical here, but it's my show, and I'll make that call. Well, and John, sometimes you and I will talk about a a number of topics, and we'll look at one or two of them and just say, you know, virtually no one's going to be interested in that. And we pass it up, and we move on to something else. Right. That's exactly right. All right. With that, we'll take our last break. Golden Eagle Financial is up next. Al Smith, who, by the way, is on tomorrow from 2 to 2.30 with his own program. Listen in live from 2 to 2.30 tomorrow. In the meantime, call Al. Find him at klzradio.com. You wouldn't plan a family vacation at the last minute. And Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial wants to make sure you don't plan your retirement last minute either. There are hundreds of systems and apps that promise to make you big returns fast, but those miss all of the contingencies and unknowns in your post-work world. Al considers things like long-term care, family needs, giving to charity, and everything else you care about. He gets to know you and customizes your plan to your wants and needs. If you want to travel, donate, volunteer, or even build a sailboat, whatever your specific desires are, you need someone experienced to lead you around potential pitfalls and traps. Don't take your future into your own hands. Trust someone to guide you through it so you don't just retire, you retire on your terms. Just go to klzradio.com money to start strategizing today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, KNR Home Transitions. If you're thinking about doing something with your home, now is the time. Don't delay. Give KNR a call. They take the stress out of buying or selling a home. Find them at klzradio.com. When you have an inherited home, you need a real estate advocate on your side to know where to start. Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions are here to walk you through the steps with complete transparency. They also know exactly what will make a house sell, and they work exceptionally hard until your inherited home is sold for the highest price possible and as quickly as possible. Inherited homes often need a lot of work, as we have mentioned many times, and Kat and Robin know how to get everything done with their network of contractors and partners. They also know when you should spend money on a fix and when to wait because the repair or remodel is not worth the benefits. Kat and Robin are your true real estate advocates and they protect you from the mistakes and bad decisions that are bound to happen without their experience and advice. You must contact Catherine and Robin to get your inherited home sold. Just go to klzradio.com slash home or call 720-437-8210. All right, Cub Creek, in case you've had any problems with your furnace, heating, anything along those lines, give them a call. They'll be out, take care of you, and that's what they do. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, find them at klzradio.com. Cub Creek Heating and AC wants to show their appreciation for this community they serve and care deeply about. 
so they would like you to nominate one special family to be blessed with a toasty warm house in 2024. If you know a family with an inadequate or broken heating system in their home, simply submit their name on klzradio.com HVAC with details about why you think that family is in need of a new heating system. Maybe their furnace is broken. Maybe it needs replacing. Cub Creek will review the nominations and pick one lucky family to receive either free service repairs or free equipment to get their heating system working the right way, right away. Cub Creek Heating and AC are Ream Certified Pro Partners, so you can trust in the quality of their work. Don't wait. Head over to klzradio.com HVAC and nominate a family for the Cub Creek Furnace Giveaway now. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Andy, give me a topic example. Okay, you know, here's one topic I could talk about for hours every day, and yet we only mention it a few times a year. My faith. Yeah, good point. My belief in in Christ. I could explain that. I rarely do. Why? Because it wouldn't be good for our audience overall, John. That's a great point. And there's lots of examples along those lines. And what you all don't know and, and again, you, most of you trust me in this, but there's lots of topics I bring every day that depending upon how the show goes and the direction it heads and how many calls we get and so on, we may just never get there, Andy. It's just the way the thing works. Oh, yeah. there's We we usually have a backlog that we never get to. I sometimes try to move those ahead even, and we still don't get to some of those topics because of the way the days go. Here's another one. Food. I could talk about oh, yeah. food every day. Me too. It would bore people if I talked about I love it every food, day. So. All right. With that, guys, thank you all so much for listening. I do appreciate it very much. And yes, continue to send your criticisms and encouragements to our text line, 307-200-8222. I'll still read them and take some of it to heart. Some I just ignore. It depends on what the criticism is. Myself, Andy, and Charlie signing off. Have a great night. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.